Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome to our Equipping Podcast. This is the last in our series on church planting. I'm joined again here with Jordan Howe and Ryan Hill from the Salt Network. Jordan Howe is our church planter that we're excited to send out. So let's talk a little bit about what's next in that endeavor. And to give a little background, back in 2020, there was a lot going on in 2020, if you remember. But before kind of the storm of COVID hit, we were doing... Uh, we were probably in the middle of six, eight month work of kind of honing our five year vision as a church. And we wanted to focus in on discipleship that led to ministry multiplication. And we talked about that, seeing that in a few different ways, a uh, congregation uh, in our local community, um, a sending a family or a group of people overseas uh, for, to be a part of a global team and national church planting. And we wanted to see God do that uh, in the next five years. So in that timeline, we're looking at sending Jordan out to plant a church in the fall of 2025. So Jordan, how are you doing with it? How are you feeling about it? What? It... That's a loaded question. Um, yeah, I think was sharing with the director team a couple weeks ago. It's both exciting and sad. I mean, we've talked a little bit about, you know, other people grieving, like losing their friends uh, to church planting. But I think shortly after, Jake, you, Michael, and I went on the trip to look at a few different target cities and we like drove back into Cedar Rapids, I was like, oh, wow, I think I'm starting grieving right now. Um, Just this is where Ellie and I became parents. Um, you know, we've had, we've had so many people invest in our marriage, care for us so deeply, see us through really challenging seasons. And so just like, yeah, we love Cedar Rapids a lot. I never thought I'd say that, but (laughs) we love Cedar Rapids and, um, I'm like really sad to leave, but am excited for where the Lord's leading us next. And, uh, to be able to land on a city like DeKalb, Illinois, that just feels like us, like Ellie and I visited in one of our, like, could we live here as we walked around Walmart? And I'm like, oh yeah, we could do this. <laughs> um, just a very ordinary city, uh, college town in the middle of a cornfield, like excited for size of the town, pace of life, that sort of thing. And, and of course, what the Lord's going to do next through the church plant. But yeah, Tell us a little bit about DeKalb. Yeah. So DeKalb, Illinois is if you were driving, a lot of people say they know it because of the Oasis. So if you're heading towards Chicago, you get on 80, it turns into 88, you're heading straight east and uh, you'll drive by the Oasis, which is right on the outskirts of DeKalb, Illinois. It's an hour outside of downtown Chicago. Chicago doesn't claim it, which is probably for the better too. Um, But yeah, DeKalb itself, about 40,000 people. Uh, there's a town that's connected to it called Sycamore, Illinois, which has another 20,000. So about 60,000 people in the area, uh, home to Northern Illinois University, which has just shy of 16,000 students. 
and it it literally is in the middle of a cornfield. Uh, so it feels very rural, uh, but you could drive 25 minutes and be to the suburbs. So it's kind of the like college town, farm town, on the outskirts of the city feel that's what, pretty accessible. So. What's the campus like? Huskies, right? The Huskies, yeah, all about it. Um, it feels in some ways similar to like Iowa State. Um, it's actually a beautiful campus. Um, it's it's in DeKalb, which realistically is in a, um, I would say, relatively speaking, a poor community. And so there is a unique dynamic between the city of DeKalb and Northern Illinois University where it's like, is there any connection between like a beautiful campus and a hurting city? And um, yeah, I think there's some unique dynamics there where even though NIU drives a lot of the economics of DeKalb, there doesn't seem to be a lot of relationship between the city and the campus. So would love to see that change and to see how a church plant could be a part of that. You know, what, what might it look like to see a community and a campus brought together through the gospel? But, Jordan, what are the major like areas of study or degrees that NIU is kind of known for? Yeah, you know? um, they have a, a good, oh my goodness. It was I'm like a on it. big arts program there. I should have this written down. I'm blanking. I remember when we walked around the campus. Because I have it in a document, but. There was uh, like arts and theater okay. was big. I was going to say psychology. Know. Yeah. Um, you're actually looking it up. You're going to you're gonna get the research going yeah, right here. Yeah, because I was going to say we had our, um, in the document that I had with you guys for the July trip, had all the like campus enrollment. Okay. Top majors at NIU, uh, psychology, nursing, and then like accounting and marketing. So like big business department. Well, that sounds the opposite. And then I, uh, <laughs> some yeah. similarities to you and I, maybe a little bit yeah. too, but there's a good accounting program at UNI too, which you spend some time as your fault yeah. as well. That's yeah. like, that's your, you were an accountant. I love accountants. Yeah, How great. do you start a church with accountants? Yeah, you got to find non-accountants <laughs> to go with you. That's, That's uh, yeah, important. So you're gonna be highly organized. <laughs> I hope so. You have a balanced budget for sure. Need somebody else to help with that. I'm not the most organized person. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure our tour guide told us about the theater and arts program. John. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty campus. How's their sports? Um. <laughs> Affordable. Loyal forever. Yeah. <laughs> Loyal forever. Um, yeah. They're in the MAC, which realistically is one of the worst conferences in so the So they nation. play football on Tuesday nights, right? Isn't yeah. there MAC on the Tuesday Mac-tion. nights? I'm yep. going to a Tuesday game here pretty soon Great. against Western Michigan. It's just so. what you think of in the college football is yeah. under the lights on a Tuesday night. I love it. <laughs> so. um, realistically... Their sports programs are not great. They are Division One, which is helpful. Um, Do you know what like their best sport is? Were they historically football? Um, they've had good soccer programs before. They've had a good baseball team before. Um, but Jordan Lynch was their quarterback. Goodness, about ten years ago, who was like, I think a Heisman candidate at one point, and they were in the Rose Bowl. I remember that season. Yeah. Um, so 
they they do have a history of being good at football, but it's like one year. So Jordan, what won you to DeKalb over some of the other communities and campuses that you considered? Yeah. Um, I think several things, like I had said, Ellie and I seem to like really fit there in terms of college town, rural, like we're both from small town, Iowa. Uh, but realistically, when we started the search process, we're like, what does it look like for us to stay proximate to Cedar Rapids and proximate to family to some degree? So drawing like five hour radius circles and saying, where's the overlap? Where are college communities? Um, and that landed us to just a few schools to look at. And I think coming home from trip with Jake and Michael, the thing that stuck out to me with DeKalb is how unreached it was and having met with another local pastor and, um, you know, state convention reps of just seeing the huge need there, both in the city and on the campus of, you know, not a lot of thriving college ministries there, not a lot of healthy Bible preaching, gospel centered churches in the area. And, um, yeah, there's a, a former SALT leader uh, who lives in Sycamore that I've gotten to be good friends with, who in many ways has helped me like get swept up in the vision of what a, a healthy local church in the DeKalb Sycamore area could look like. But um, the unique thing for me, and I think Cedar Rapids has trained me in this, is to say the Lord loves forgotten places. Mm-hmm. And Cedar Rapids was never on my radar You know, Ellie and I were planning on going to East Lansing, which is like a sweeter college town, Big Ten, you know, huge school. I think when we were on that core team, there's like 70,000 students between Michigan State and Lansing Community College. And so looking at a place like DeKalb, Illinois, it's like, is anybody thinking about DeKalb? And I got connected to... John Yee, uh, who is with North American Mission Board, and he's an NIU alum and works with Send Network and church planting. He's like, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people are talking about how can we reach Chicago, but nobody's really talking about how can we reach DeKalb. And that just kind of stuck with me, that like Philip and Nathaniel narrative of John 1 of like, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And I love the response, which was come and see. You know, I'm like, ah, I think I might be saying come and see a lot Mm. over the course of the next year. So like, could anything really come out of DeKalb, Illinois? Yeah, that's a part of your story that I'm super encouraged by because, you know, as you can imagine, a lot of planters just immediately look how many students, how good are their sports, you know, what conference are they in? And, um, and yet there are places with much less church and college ministry and, um, they could go to the big university that's got 20 college ministries and decent number of churches or you know, find a place that nobody's trying to reach and see an incredible gospel impact there. And so super encouraged by that. Yeah. So tell us the timeline. Uh, so as I'm recording this podcast, still serving both as salt company director and uh, getting ready for church planting, doing church planting training. But Lord willing, come 2024, we'll start to see my way out of the salt company world a little bit more as we train up a replacement who will fill in to direct. And then uh, Ellie and I will will still be involved uh, here at Veritas, get the opportunity to learn a lot. Uh, Jake, from you, from Michael, uh, continue to be on church planting training calls with you, Ryan, and other church planters, and spending time with Jordan Wright. Um 
who is our director of sending and um, yeah, more equipping in 2024. And then again, Lord willing, we will look to move in late spring of 25 with a, a launch date of sometime in the fall of 2025. So if you see me preaching here on a Sunday, you can't get rid of me yet. <laughs> I've had a couple people be like, oh, you're back. And I'm like, yes, I'm Have here been- for another year and a half at least. So <laughs> Sorry to, I don't know how to take that. It's like, are you disappointed to see right. me? Why haven't you left yet? Yeah, I thought we were getting rid of you. So, <laughs> so how do you want, um, how do you want your, your church to be praying for you in this? Yeah, I think in many ways, um, was talking about this with Jared Cole, who's planting in Milwaukee, same year that we're going to DeKalb, Illinois. In one, in one sense, it's like, oh, I love that people are praying the big spiritual prayers for like, let's see, you know, the gates of hell pushed back and let's see more people repent and believe. And yes, please be praying for that. But also like praying the simple things for, for me and for Ellie and for our boys, which is like, oh, pray for unity in our home. Mm-hmm. Um, pray for like the joy of our salvation to be very clear and evident to us. Um, pray for peace in the midst of what I'm sure will be chaos of moving. Um, just, yeah, really praying for our own well-being um, spiritually. I think that will be a huge catalyst to what does it look like for us to lead a healthy church and Lord willing, see more people experience the joy of their salvation. It's like, let's just pray that it would stay close to us, mm-hmm. that we would stay spiritually healthy and um, united in it. I would add one thing that, that I pray often for our church planters is we we talk a lot about strategy, probably way too much about strategy and methods and practical stuff. But between now and the day that you plant, like if your, if your own personal walk with Jesus, if your relationship with your wife and your family, if that's not super strong and healthy, I don't, you could have the best strategy in the world. And the church may blow up or may blow your family up. And mm-hmm. so um, just really trying to be, and, and I think some of that weight even sits here with the Veritas elders, pastors to really see, we want to help you be ready to plant a good church over the next couple of years. We really want to make sure you're healthy and yeah. solid and in a great position in just your own walk with Jesus, because that'll be as critical as any other piece of training that could be done. That's good. What do you want to tell people listening to this podcast that might be, Wondering if, boy, should I go with Jordan? That's a great question. I thought I'd throw you a lob. Um, You should pray about it, and let's have a serious conversation. Uh, I think in in the previous episode, we've talked about what does the, you know, maybe vetting process look like. Ellie and I would love to spend more time just getting to know you and hearing more of, like, what does this practically look like for you? And honestly, like, would this be best for you? I, I almost appreciate kind of an anti-sales pitch because then it's like, if the Lord's really calling you to it, you will come. So in some ways I might try and talk people out of it, like pray through it, but I want you to count the cost before you mm-hmm. come. And 
I mean, that's another thing that we loved about going to DeKalb, Illinois, is like no one's going on an adventure to DeKalb, Illinois. So um, I love I love that even as we cast a vision for what would it look like to move to DeKalb, Illinois, like some of the guys I've been talking to are like, man, I'm going to have to leave some of my guns with my family in <laughs> Iowa, you know. Um, but that's a more realistic, like you're going to enter into that knowing that it cost you something. So when your boots are on the ground, you're going to be like, I'm glad I'm here. I did it. So have a conversation with us. We'd love to help you count the cost and just, yeah, take inventory on what this might look like. Jordan, there feels to be some similarity with our student leader process in Salt Company where we'll look at students and say, hey, you you may not make it. It may not be what's best for you, but going through the process will be really fruitful for your soul. And so for somebody to say, God, I'm willing to put my yes on the table if you want me to do that. And then to go through the process of conversations with people who have godly wisdom around them and earnest time in prayer with their family, it'll give God an an open door to root out some stuff that's in their life and to maybe cause them to want to move, but also maybe want to just grow them as a follower of him and as a leader here in Cedar Rapids. And so it's a good process to go through, even if the end result is not moving. Yeah, that's great. I was just listening to a sermon yesterday, um, Sam Alberry, originally a preacher from the UK, doing ministry in Nashville now, and he was teaching on Romans 8, 28 and, and 29, and felt really shepherded in that. Uh, he spent time looking at the first three words of Romans 8, 28, and this we know, or like, and we know, and so it's like, there's a lot of uncertainty in life, especially stage and season of life we're in of like, who's going to go with us? What will our staff team look like? What will we get a house? What will that look like uh, to cling to? And this we know, you know, that God will work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And then to ask the question, well, what is the good? And it's to be conformed into the image of his son. And so he had this quote that I wrote down. There is nothing better that God could do for you than to make you look more like Jesus. Mm. And it's like, that's the discernment process, you know, whether it's like you stay or you go, like God is going to use that to help make you look more like Jesus. Wouldn't that be great? Mm. Like, let's discern that together. And at the end of the day, everybody wins, whether you stay or whether you go. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, we're super excited about this church plant. Uh, we hope that, uh, this series of podcasts talking about church planting stirs your heart, maybe answered some questions, um, but we would invite you to lean in all the more. Uh, there'll be more informational meetings about DeKalb and how you can connect with Jordan. We'll give more information as that plant unfolds. But uh, even now, be praying for the Howe family, be praying for DeKalb, um, and just lean in as a church that we could be a part of this new work in DeKalb, Illinois. Jordan, thanks for being obedient to the call to go, and we're excited to see what God has for you. Thanks, brother. All right, love you. Uh, We'll tune in another time. See you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritaschurch.org and put podcast in the subject.